0: Welcome, Welcome to the Bacon Games Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, oh. football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with uh, Jesse. We're here to talk some fantasy football and surprise, surprise, some more Falcons football. So Jesse, why don't you uh, take it away real quick? Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell everyone what you're about?
2: Yeah, man, thanks for having me. So um big Falcons fan, obviously, you know, I know he just had a Falcons fan on, but you know, we're all around the world, baby, we got to represent. <laughs> um, so I'm a podcaster myself. I host the podcast Manly Matters. So diving into uh, a little bit of issues surrounding masculinity nowadays, but um, you know, go check me out if, if, something you're interested in but yeah I'm here to talk some football I'm ready for football season so glad to be here
1: Yeah fuck you let's do it dude All right so um the first question that I have we're going to be doing some fantasy football stuff first then we'll get into the falcon stuff so the first thing I had was which team do you think will have like the most fantasy stars this year like basically like the most starters and good fantasy options at like quarterback wide receiver running back tight end you know all that good stuff
2: Right so I I actually came prepared for this right Ooh-hoo, So here I, we go I broke this down into some tiers <laughs> OK. Oh. Um, OK.
1: God, all right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
2: I, I, listen, I like to come, you know, all in. So I <laughs> think personally, my safe picks, I think Kansas City and Tampa Bay are going to be probably the safest picks for they're going to have the most high end players. I think that, you know, Kansas City, I think the one guy that people don't talk about enough um, in Kansas City and I am an awful Georgia fan because I just forget his name. Um, <laughs> wow. McCall uh, Hardman. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, I think he's going to be a sleeper this year because he's very similar to Tyreek Hill, but um, I, I don't know that he's he last year was as polished as Ty, Tyreek Hill was. Mm-hmm. So I think this year could be a breakout year for him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, like I said, Tyreek Hill, I think that Pat Mahomes is still the number one quarterback. I know that's, you know, maybe controversial. Some people would say Lamar Jackson, but, um, but I, I, my safe bet is Pat Mahomes all the way. And I think that one of the best pickups in the draft was Clyde edwards elaire that they got because that dude is a baller, and he's going to fit right in to their offense. And it's believe it or not, I believe it's going to make them even better. So um, I think Casey's a safe pick. I think Tampa Bay is as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like I like Casey so far for sure. I um. Yeah, Herbert Seller was, like, one of the only guys that I really thought as a running back could, like, be, like, a fantasy star, like, mm-hmm. immediately out of the gate because he's just so dynamic in terms of, like, catching the ball and all that. Right. So, I think that's that's definitely good. And Michael Harmon, people are sleeping on. Absolutely. It's, like, not even – it's it's ridiculous. The, the like, second-year wide receiver, after done being a rookie, it's like they disappear. It's, it's crazy to me sometimes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally get that for sure.
2: And then and Tampa even, Bay.
1: Yeah. you mean, don't even he, see anything about tight
2: <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> speaking of tight ends, yeah. that's a segue into Tampa Bay. I mean yeah. – the boys are back, you know, Brady and Gronk back together. Um, I, I'm not putting all my eggs in the Gronk basket because he has been, you know, out of the game for a little bit, but yeah. I never, I mean, as much as I don't like the guy and as much as he broke my heart in Super bowl 51, you never bet against, you know, TB. So, um, sure. I think that, you know, that connection plus Mike Evans is one of the least talked about superstars in the NFL. That dude is insane. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's maybe because he had famous James throwing to him um, who could, you know, overthrow LeBron James. Um, but Mike Evans is just a stud and Chris Godwin also a stud. So you've got two great receivers with Gronk, who's one of the all time greats and arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play. Tampa Bay is a safe pick.
1: Yeah, I I, I probably agree with that. Um, I'm curious for a few things. Um, so, I mean, Gronk is, was good. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't have any 2019, he didn't play any games in 2019. He's going to be 31, I want to say, this year. Is that correct? I think that's correct. Somewhere around in there, yeah. Yeah, um, and they have two guys, Young Stud, Cameron Brate, and Younger Stud, OJ Howard there. Do you think that, like, one of them will shake out, or combined will be good, or one of them will, besides Gronk, will be, will be better for fantasy, or just, like, one of them will do it? You know well, what I mean? I
0: think...
2: I think Gronk's going to be the guy, um, mm-hmm. mainly just because of the familiarity with Brady. Mm-hmm. But O.J. Howard's a beast in and of itself. And um, he's, he's a guy I feel like has been underutilized in Tampa Bay. And before, what's funny is before Gronk signed on, I said, man, O.J. Howard's about to explode with Tom Brady. <laughs> and then they signed Gronk. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks for O.J. Howard, but um, doesn't suck for Tampa Bay. I think that mm-hmm. if, if I was them, I would run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, because like you said, Brayton's not a bad guy himself and it's just gonna, I, I don't know. They just got weapons all over the field. It being yeah. a Falcons fan, it terrifies me.
1: <laughs> it should, honestly, unfortunately, as a, uh, as unfortunate as that is for you. Yeah. The Buccaneers I think will be good this year. Yeah. Um, I also, so the running backs, um, is something that I'm pretty interested in because I think Ronald Jones is getting a lot of disrespect. Um, I rewatched all of Tampa Bay's film in the off season and I, I loved pretty much all that I saw about him and his, his stats back it up too. He was the best running back in Tampa Bay for sure last year. And I pretty sure they lost Peyton Barber and they right. netted, I want to say Keyshawn Vaughn or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really see much competition for, um, for the running back there. I'm, I'm excited for Ronald Jones. I think he's someone that you can't even ignore on that, on that offense. Um, you know Brady in the past has typically, I mean Belichick maybe more than Brady has typically used the running back to great effect, right? So right. I'm just wondering. Um, I, I feel like that's like going to be really good, uh, uh, really good for him. Just the other thing I had to worry about is the offensive line, which I get, which is pretty good by PFF standards uh, last mm-hmm. year in, in their rating system. But um, and I know they got, I want to say Worfs in the draft. They they draft yeah. alignment lineman in the draft. So I mean, you know, helping the offensive line is like pretty pretty key, pretty important for them. So um, I also think they have a really good defense. So keeping a running back. Uh, or having running back who can run the ball, you know, keep the game out of reach, keep getting first downs like Ronald Jones, I think, has shown himself to be able to do. Um, that'll be really good for him just in general because he'll get a lot of touches. And Brady is 42 or whatever, 43, how old he is. So, you know, maybe not throwing the ball 30 times a game. But I understand what you mean. They have weapons everywhere for sure. I'm not sure what the target share is going to be like because there's no bomb out boy as much as, you know, Tom Brady can still throw the deep ball. He's no Jameis Winston. Thank God for that, though. So, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Brady's, you know, he's definitely gotten more conservative. Yeah, with his passing over the years, um, I mean, he's like you say, he still can throw the deep ball. But, I mean, you know, in your early 40s, you're not, you know, (laughs) trying to sling it like you were back in 01. So, you know, it's probably going to be not as much dink and dunk, but it's going to be, you know, shorter routes. You're New Orleans Saints type offense probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Ronald Jones is going to have to be good, you know, (laughs) because Brady, unfortunately, I I don't – even though he is, you know, arguably the GOAT, I don't think he's equipped to throw the ball 40 times a game, you know, um, anymore. So, yeah, Ronald Jones is going to have to step up for him. But Mm. I think he is equipped, to, And it'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah. Do you think arguably the GOAT or do you think Tom Brady is the GOAT? (sighs) (laughs) I know it is perfect, but I'm just curious.
2: I know it's a so it's a tough question. And I've, I've debated this. I can't tell you how many times I say arguably because it really ultimately depends on your criteria for the GOAT. Right. If you want to say pure talent, no, I don't think he's the goat. Mm -hmm. I think there have been more talented quarterbacks out there. There There've been, you know, I think personally Peyton Manning is a more talented quarterback Mm -hmm. than Tom Brady. But if you want to talk about the, just the will to win the just kind of that it factor. I mean, it's hard to say he's not, I mean, the guy's got, you know, so many rings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I'm I'm just, I'm just curious. I think, I think I'm going to have to send for Tom Brady because that's just what I have to do. Um, as much as I don't want to, because um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the New Jersey, New York area, so I have a lot of friends and family that dislike Tom Brady. And then I'm right. also a Jaguars fan. So he's oh. crushed my heart twice in the playoffs. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, go ahead. You you said you had another tier, right? That was the number one tier. What about number two? Number right.
2: Two-tier. So the number two tier is my potential for these are offenses. I think that could explode this year. Um, and this really hurts to say, but new Orleans, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that Michael Thomas is the second best wide receiver in the NFL and I'll who's fight number, anybody on that.
1: Who's number one?
2: Julio, the man <laughs> <laughs> Jones. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. that that's a little homer in me, but, uh, <laughs> but no, Michael Thomas is great. Um, I think the drew Brees is starting to show a little bit of age and, uh, we'll see if he kind of follows in the same trend of, of, I mean, he's not having a steep decline, but he's having a little bit of a decline, a lot more check down passes, a lot more, you know, short routes. Um, so we'll see how that goes, um, but I mean, Alvin Kamara is just a monster when he's yeah. healthy and and on it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like people, I, I was even one of those people who was kind of counting out Kamara and being like, "Oh, he's not as good as he used to be. He's not whatever." Like rewatching film from last year, like this guy's still really talented. I just don't think we talk about it nearly as much as we should be because he's already been good for you know so long, right? It, it just right. It, it boggles my mind how how good he still is um And I, I totally agree with that. Uh, Kamara is going to be a monster. Even with the checkdown stuff, that's better for Kamara, right? So
2: it really is. And <laughs> I mean, I mean Michael Thomas is kind of absorbing a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, spotlight because he's, you know, he catches fifty-seven yard passes a game. So <laughs> yeah. um yeah. L- listen, I got you. Got to let me take my shots at New Orleans. That's part of the deal with me coming on the podcast. Any chance I get, Fair. I got to take a shot at them.
1: Fair. I get it. But like, I take shots at the Colts all the time, so no worries oh, there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh well, you're gonna like some of my, my stuff a little later. <laughs> Great! Um, I'm excited. <laughs> But segue in from the Saints, I've got to say, and maybe this is partly Homer, but this is honestly just, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. I think the Falcons have the potential to have a really good offense this year Mm -hmm. Um, with Julio Jones, who, you know, no matter what, you know, no no matter where you rank wide receivers, he's a top three wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, um, Ridley is just, I I believe, because last year he had a really good year. And um, I think that he's not going to surpass Julio which actually I think I just stole one of your questions for later, but um, <laughs> no, that's okay. He, uh, but he's one of the better number twos in the NFL. And I think that he would be a number one on a lot of teams. So um, obviously those weapons, you know, Matt Ryan is polarizing in Atlanta, but he's got a lot of arm talent. Mm-hmm. And I think the addition of Todd Gurley is huge. And I know there's a lot of questions around his health. And a lot of people are kind of discounting that. But frankly, from... Things I've heard he just wasn't super happy in l a mm-hmm. and um, he, he kind of got abused in l a the year before last. I mean they mm-hmm. they right. treated him like the the workhorse. Um, so I think it was just a matter of time before he got hurt, so they're saying his knees back to one hundred percent. I think that if it is, it's been so long since Atlanta has had a stud running back. I don't even know what it's going to look like <laughs> if we have you know a really good running back. Um, but yeah. Baltimore. Oh, and well, we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Baltimore, I think, is another one. I don't love their wide receivers, mm-hmm. but I mean, Lamar Jackson.
0: You yeah, know,
2: he, he's <laughs> he's going to make people around him better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when your secondary is constantly worried about the run, then you know, I- I'm not saying that garden receivers is going to be a second thought, but you know, your safeties are thinking, man, this guy's going to break loose at any time, and I'm going to have to go chase him. Um, <laughs> which can mentally pull you away from the receivers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helps guys get open. So don't love the receivers, but, you know, they're good enough. Mark Andrews is a solid tight end. Um, and then, you know, Mark Ingram's a beast in and of itself. So mm-hmm. they're uh, they're another one of my potential picks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just to comment on those last two. Yeah, I, I would agree with both those. Although you're missing the team I picked, man. Oh, no, we're going we to have to fight, dude.
2: Wait, wait, I got two more. <laughs> okay. What's your next thing? Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, so the team I had for this was the Browns, dude. I think the Browns are going to be insane offensively this year. I'm a huge believer in Baker. I, I don't think Beckham has lost any kind of step. I, I, I refuse to believe, I refuse to take any Odo Beckham slender. He's still a top five wide receiver. It's inevitable in my opinion. He's, he's amazing. Um, uh, Jarvis Lendry had a great year last year. People ignore that, but he had, he had a really good, uh, another Jarvis year. I'm going to look up the stats real quick, but, um, my rec- uh, my recollection is that he had a a killer year last year and that was on a pretty bad offense with a pretty bad head coach. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, uh, 83 games over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. He's obviously not, you know, back to Miami level of catches or anything like that. But I mean, Jarvis is a fine player as number two, because I think Beckham is an easy number one. Um, they have two the the best running back combo in the league. Is that, is that weird for me to say? I, I, I,
0: I'm, i'm a
2: georgia right, like, fan so no okay. it, it's not weird at okay. all
1: <laughs> okay there, there it is yeah i'm mean, Chubb and, and uh, hunt like i mean i know they're not going to get they're not both going to be like top 12 running backs but i mean it wouldn't surprise me if chubb is a top 10 running back and then uh kareem hunt is like a top 30 running back that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest and I mean, then chubb they just
2: finished the season what number two in rushing yards last year is that yeah, right i mean
1: was the number one guy before Hunt came back and then right I mean McCaffrey had the number one spot but that's you know that was an insane year for him exactly yeah so like yeah I mean I um I, I feel like even besides that they signed uh you know your boy Austin Hooper to uh one of the biggest deals uh for a tight end I think possibly ever I know you're yeah. t- you're, you're the average I think um what whatever the guy's name is is in LA that used to be San Diego uh, Hunter Henry he has like yeah. a, a higher contract for a year because it's the whatever uh, I don't know whatever franchise tag or whatever they used on him um but yeah I mean so they're paying orders uh, a tight end a lot and he was good for you guys so I guess yeah. he'll be a top 12 guy again um, right. so I feel like that's my offense pick I mean they got Jack Conklin to really help the offensive line because I know they struggled a little bit with that last year so I'm I'm ready to go all in on the Browns man
2: I don't disagree. And actually they are in my third tier, my sleeper tier. Um, okay. I have the Browns. So I think not a lot, enough people are talking about the Browns mm-hmm. and their offense, but just quickly, the last two I had and the potential best offenses I had. Um, and this is kind of a surprise pick is I have Arizona. I think that Arizona is going to surprise some people this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge believer in Kyler Murray, but I think Kyler Murray has a lot of potential. And I mean, you add one of the top, I'm going to say top three. I think my top three receivers in the league are Julio Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins in whatever order you want to put them in. Um, mm-hmm. And Adam, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and you already have Christian Kirk, who I, I think is an undersold wide receiver. Uh-huh. Um, I think you've just got a you've got a really good offense there um, in Arizona and, and Kenyon Drake came out of nowhere to be a stud there towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like the potential that they have there in Arizona. And then, Seattle is my other pick. I mean, it's it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. The dude's just mm-hmm. a baller.
1: Yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with that. I'm a huge DK stan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure my listeners don't need to hear me uh yell about how good DK is, but he's so fucking good. Yeah. Um I hate three cone drills now forever because of him. Because he was so <laughs> good at he was so bad at them, but so good at a receiver and people are so dumb. But anyway, no, I mean I, I could agree with what we said. The tight end situation is fluid, bad? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean think Vinette is no longer on the team. If I'm correct, um, I'm curious if their depth chart looks like a Titan, But I mean, the rest of it, yeah, seems good. People are really sleeping on Chris Carson. I think I've seen him in ADP like around like 60 or something like that. I could be totally mistaken. Um, let me look that up real quick. Chris Carson ADP because I am a solid year. Yeah, I I could have just been totally misquoting that because it looks like he's going to be a second rounder. But still, um, okay. Well, uh, okay. Consensus um, in PPR is 36, which I think is kind of disrespectful in a way in standard yeah. it seems like it's 27 which is probably pretty good but i might even have him in my top i, I probably have him in my top 10 of running backs um, probably yeah. right uh yeah, yeah I, I, I would know. say so yeah he just seems to be getting a lot of really bad looks this year i don't know i'm, I'm excited to have chris carson as my second pick dude i'll go saquon chris carson all day that sounds fucking yeah. amazing dude sure. <laughs> yeah um sorry did you have any more on the tiers, or do you want to say oh, about that,
2: yeah. just my sleeper picks right so you yeah. mentioned the browns yeah I'm, I'm going to say you talked about running backs and yes, this is also going to sound like a homer pick, but I just honestly believe in the guy. Um, I think Detroit has the potential to have a really good offense this year um, because Detroit hasn't had a number one, like a stud number one running back in a while, um, probably since Barry Sanders. And I'm not comparing DeAndre Swift to Barry Sanders, but um, DeAndre Swift is a dynamic running back. I mean, I got to see what he did, you know, for three years, at Georgia and and the kids just something special um, mm-hmm. he's the best rest- and and I love Nick Chubb I love Sonny Michelle but DeAndre Swift is the best running back to come out of Georgia since Todd Gurley
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, you know putting him there with Matt Stafford who Matt Stafford has all the arm talent in the world it's just a matter of you know they've never had good run game they've never had a great <laughs> offensive line right um, and they pretty much pay one player a ton of money um, I still am upset about you know Megatron's whole career that dude yeah. should have won multiple Super Bowls. But, um, but I think now, I mean, you got Kenny Galladay, who's, you know, he's a good receiver. I won't say elite, but he's a, he's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. Is, is solid. And then, you know, now you add a premier running back, potential premier running back mm-hmm. um, to the mix. I think Detroit could be pretty good. And then Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's interesting. And that, they're definitely a sleeper pick because we got to see what all uh, – old Joe's going to do, but you add a healthy AJ Green to someone with the arm talent of Joe Burrow, and that could equal some fireworks, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, obviously, Joe Mixon's a a solid running back. I think all around, Mm -hmm. you know, if if Tyler Eifert gets back to his old self, Mm -hmm. then um, you've really got some talent there in Cincinnati, but, you know, it's a big what-if, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm but yes. yeah my
2: last yeah. two were oh i'm sorry i didn't make cut no no,
1: go ahead. no same i, I wanna uh, i do like to comment when uh when we say so i can do it at the end if you want to go through that's no problem
2: okay yeah sure i'll just run through the last two yeah. um so houston and buffalo those are my last two sleepers right mm-hmm. i think the houston taking you know losing deandre hopkins is a big hit but uh deshaun watson is he he's one of the quarterbacks i would build a franchise around in the nfl for sure um, the dude just got a ton of talent. He's, he's just gritty. I love what his, well, I love what he's about in his makeup. So, um, I even, you know, Will Fuller, I think is an underrated receiver and adding David Johnson. We'll see what David Johnson's capable of. If he can get back to, you know, his two years ago, David Johnson, then it could be, it could be something nice there in, mm-hmm. um, Houston and in Buffalo. I, I think I believe in Stefan Diggs more than some people believe in Stefan Diggs. I feel like he gets hated mm-hmm. on quite a bit yeah um but i mean maybe part of it's because he you know broke new orleans heart as bad as he did but um <laughs> i uh, i like stefan diggs adding him to the mix there in buffalo with the running backs they have i think that i think that buffalo could be pretty good this year and they're in a wide open division so mm-hmm. um they have they have some potential
1: yeah okay i want to go through each one you said one by one the first okay. one i think you said was detroit detroit okay yeah i like detroit a lot too um I the tight end they have Hawkinson was not my favorite tight end coming out of the draft, but I still think mm-hmm. he can be really good. Um, I still think he can be good. Matt Stafford is getting a lot of praise like on Twitter and stuff like that, which is good. I don't know that he's like elite, and I think people might be overinflating him now, where he was definitely underrated before. I think people are starting to overrate him a little bit now because right. he had a lot of those years going back where he was literally stat padford, and all he would do is throw to Megatron and hope it would come down with it anyway. <laughs> but he seemed exactly. to move past that. He seemed like he's actually coming to be a pretty good quarterback now. Not elite, not top 10. like he seems to be a pretty good quarterback right now which is which is great good for him um but yeah so i think he could be be a fine fantastician he's always pretty solid he's going to be solid i think that kenny Galladay might be teetering on elite kenny gallilee is really good he doesn't get enough credit but um if you have good arguments for the other side i I believe that i'm okay with that they have two good running backs now though it seems like right i Mm -hmm. thought that swift was the best pure running back coming out of the draft um but i don't know carry on johnson's only three years this will be his third year I know he's been hurt a lot, but he can still be really good. I don't see any reason why besides the injuries that he wouldn't, you know, come back and be an important piece in that offense. So if um, Darren
2: Johnson gets back to form, mm -hmm. especially back to Auburn form, then you're talking about arguably potentially the best running back duo in the NFL.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. I I honestly think that could be possible. And this is Matt Patricia's year to prove it. So he's got to win at least 10 games and win a playoff game. So he's got to be using all those guys to their full effect. Right. That has to happen one of these. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know that guy. I don't know, dude. He should just be a rocket <laughs> scientist, right? I don't know. Um, yeah. No, but okay. Um, the second one, I think you said was Cincinnati, or was that the third one? Right. Yeah, Cincinnati. okay, Cincinnati. Yeah, totally. I buy that mostly because that defense is absolute hot garbage, and it hasn't gotten oh. any better. Joe Mixon yeah. is good. Um, they have their first, oh, uh, first-round first pick from last year, returning from uh, a torn ACL or whatever. He missed the whole last year. So hopefully the offensive line gets a little bit better. Um, I love Joe Burrow. He was probably—I haven't really scouted or looked at quarterbacks as much as I probably should, or uh, as much as I um, have like in the past forever, he's the best guy I've ever seen. That's that's what I'm trying to get. He's the best quarterback yeah. I've ever seen. He might be the best overall prospect because I value like position value, you right. know, in terms of like how I look at prospects. He might be the best guy I've ever seen. So I think he's gonna be really good. And you're right, A.J. Green healthy. That's a big if, but if healthy, I don't see any reason why he can't be, uh, you know, a a thousand twelve um, hundred you know yard receiver with ten touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I mean, T. Higgins, Boyd; those guys are good, but you know, it's it's clear it's AJ Green. If he stays healthy, he's clearly the number one. And For sure. I, I mean, shoot, I don't even know though. I don't even know if that's the best receiver Joe Burrow has played with though, because the guy he left behind at uh wherever he, I'm sorry, in college, that guy yeah. is a monster. What's his name? God, Just even Jefferson? Know. No, no, no the um the the guy who who's still who's still gonna be on the team next year. I forget his name.
0: Oh man, yeah, I can't remember his name.
1: Oh, God, I'm having such a shitty brain day um whatever that guy is he was he's gonna be the fucking like top five pick that guy's a monster unless yeah. he really disappoints without joe burrow then we'll know joe burrow's better whatever it doesn't matter um but yeah so i i think i probably agree with cincinnati keeping a sleeper team definitely um and then the next one you said was houston yeah houston yeah houston has like a really good collection of good receivers but like if they're on the ir by week six then yeah. it'll be for not so right. like I want to I mean I don't want to believe cuz I fucking hate the Texans but um <laughs> like yeah I I think they could be good. I think people definitely sleep on Cooks cuz he's been traded so much but he's also been traded for a first rounder, a first rounder and a second rounder and he's 26 years old. Like right. this this isn't like a guy on his like deathbed he's like 30 getting traded away cuz no one wants to pay his contract. He has I a know, big I don't contract. Get it. Yeah, but he's not old. Like the guy is Yeah. young enough to play. I know he has concussion issues but I don't think he'll be looking to take uh to step away this year. I hope not. Anyway, Will Fuller also, you know, he's like a PPR, not a PPR, a DFS darling, right? Because that guy right. literally has like a game where he catches four balls and five touchdowns. And you're like, yep. how did he do that? How did he, um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I probably agree with that. The running back situation seems kind of shit, right? Well, um, yeah,
2: it, it, like I said, it all depends on David Johnson, which yeah, David, David Johnson we we'll see.
1: Yeah, because I'm honestly, I'm like thinking of David Johnson as more of a receiver than a running back even. Right. Like, I think that's how they'll use him, most likely, if he's able to be fit enough to play. Because, God, that guy looked so absolutely slow last year on film. It was no wonder he got benched for Kenyon Drake. As much as like, you know, Kenyon Drake's fine, but like, still, David Johnson was a premier pick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could agree with that stuff. Deshaun Watson's obviously talented, although they need to improve the offensive line. I don't know how the rookie last year won. Uh, I think it was the Pro Football Writers of America, he was... Like the best like tackle last year, apparently according to them, and he only played eight games. I don't know what the fuck they're smoking or what they're looking at, but that yeah. offense only needs improvement. So you know, cut the bricks a little bit on that. But I totally understand where you're coming from. There's so much potential there; it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think their their uh, floor is really low. And the last one we talked Buffalo. about Seattle, right? Or are we just talked about Seattle? Buffalo. Oh yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, um, Buffalo's. I don't know how much I believe in Singletary. His rookie year was pretty cool, but um. I I don't know. I, I definitely have worries for running backs who have, like, good rookie years and get really hyped around the fantasy community because I'm instantly, like, triggered back to Zach Stacy And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to make this mistake again. Um, right. If you remember Zach Stacy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a deep deeper cut. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think what really helps Josh Allen is that he's able to, you know, have a pretty easy floor because he rushed for 500 yards last year. I expect him to do stuff like that again because I don't think he's a great passer, but he's a fine quarterback, you know, enough. Um. So I think there's an easy floor for that. Stefan Diggs is a good player. John Brown kind of played out of his shoes last year. I don't really yeah. expect to do the same, especially with a guy like Diggs taking over. So I'm I'm excited for Diggs for sure. I think I'm more excited for two pieces on that offense than the rest of the offense. But I understand what you're saying. If all goes right, it'll be there'll be a good team next year for sure in a kind of weaker division for sure without Tom Brady. Um, although Cam, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I I could agree with I could agree with most of that. Yeah. I understand that. I would call them sleepers for sure, not like guys I believe in. I think the Browns, though, are are, are a team I can believe in, but... Yeah, they're my number one sleeper pick. pick. Yeah, (laughs) perfect, perfect. Um, Okay, I think we're good with that one. Let's move on to the thing I've been asking everyone, because I need to know. Um, What do you think of Derrick Henry this year? Is he a top five guy? Is he top three? Is he worse? Where where do you have him at? So,
2: I'm kind of conflicted with Derrick Henry. um, Because... I think it's just because of his makeup. Like he doesn't remind me or he doesn't make me think of a modern running back. Like I think of an old three yards in the cloud of dust type running back with Derrick Henry. Um, because I mean, he's a decent pass catcher. Um, that may be even generous. Um, but he's definitely a between the tackles kind of guy. Right. And yeah. now that teams are fully prepared for Derrick Henry. And, you know, I don't think any, I, I like Ryan Tannehill more than most people like Ryan Tannehill, I think, but I don't think Ryan Tannehill's elite by any means. Um, so if, I mean, if I'm playing Tennessee, I'm just stacking the box. I'm going to make you beat me through the air. Um, because they don't have elite weapons on the outside. You know, they, they aren't really elite much at all on the offense besides Derrick Henry. Um, so, like I said, if I'm a defense, I am putting seven in the box and I'm making you beat me in the air. And, you know, I think a lot of teams are going to do that this year. So I think we're going to get a drop in production from Derrick Henry. But that being said, a drop in production from last year is still really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, what do you? I So I've been watching Derrick Henry for a long time because I hate my life and I'm a Jaguars fan, which is the reason why I hate my life. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, yeah, so I've been watching him do the stuff that he does to us on Thursday Night Football a lot and just him in general. Um he really feels like a guy who's kind of like you said where he's like an old bruiser, which I right. I always kind of like. Um to be honest, I'm like a huge AJ Dill- Dillon stand. So, yeah. um I like I like that a lot, but I'm just wondering if the offensive line is going to be worse with the loss of Jack Conklin. The whole right side of the line is going to be filled with newbies and I don't think I think their center kind of played out of what he normally plays out. I forget his name, but I remember looking at PFF, seems to be the case. I could be totally wrong. PFF could totally be wrong, but they're the best numbers game i can get for offensive line without actually watching film so right. and i haven't gone around to the titans to watch their film yet but um i really do think that he'll suffer from a lack of offensive line play because i think derrick henry needs to get once he's like past the, the like three yards in the line of scrimmage and once he's like there he is like almost unstoppable once that guy gets up to speed he is clearly unstoppable we saw this yeah. in the playoffs have seen that a bunch We've seen every highlight of derrick henry ever doing all the things he does but you Catch Derrick Henry if you touch that guy behind the line of scrimmage at all, he falls over like, like, like I would be playing in the NFL. Like, right. this guy needs to get up to speed. If he doesn't get up to speed, he's done for easy. And I think with the worst, worst offensive line, he's going to be a lot worse. Um, he so I mean, he's this- just a
2: top heavy running back, and, and yeah. those, you know, those big top heavy running backs they worked in, you know, the old Nebraska offenses, you know, <laughs> back in the 80s when you had, you know, all these gigantic corn fed boys blocking. Um, but yeah. I mean, just like you said, with that offensive line, you know, when you get a guy that that's that strong and top heavy that really needs his really needs to be leaning forward um, mm-hmm. to run. And he's not able to get up to that that steam. Yeah. he, I mean, he topples like a bowling pin behind the line.
1: Mm-hmm. Where where would you have him if you had to do like a quick I, I can I can throw out names even if you want. And uh, I'm curious to see where they fall between like where if you would take Derrick Henry you would take them in fantasy. Do you want to do that or do you want to just like give me a list or what do you want to do?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Throw them yeah. out.
1: All right, cool. So. I think would you rather have McCaffrey, Barkley, or Elliot over Henry? That seems to be consensus. Uh yes, I'd have all three of those over Henry. What about Kamara, Cook, or Mixon?
2: I would take I would take Kamara. I would take Cook. Mixon is is a toss up just because of I'm not sold on Cincinnati's offensive line. Mm-hmm. But Kamara and Cook both are great pass catchers. So um, mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, and I typically pay, play PPR. So most of my mm-hmm. mind is right. from PPR League. Gotcha.
1: Um, okay. What about um, Chubb, Josh Jacobs, or Aaron Jones? That's the top 10 that I'm seeing right now.
2: I'll take Chubb. Mm-hmm. I would take Aaron Jones. I oh. would put Henry about, personally, I'd put Henry in the same area as josh jacobs because mm-hmm. josh jacobs is kind of a wild card he had a really great year last year but you know we'll see and mm-hmm. i really don't trust the las vegas <laughs> raiders um uh-huh. at all so i would probably put him in, in the same boat as josh jacobs i think josh Jacob. well no i i don't <laughs> think he's got more talent i think yeah i, I put him in the same area
1: yeah I, I kind of agree i think derrick henry falls anywhere from like seven to twelve for me in terms of things, right. but once it's all figured out, I'll I'll figure that I'll figure that shit out <laughs> at some point. Right. Um. It's getting closer and closer though, so I it guess like figuring it out. It's almost July. Um. That's what this Fourth of July weekend's for. I can't do anything, right? So I'm gonna be doing fantasy work probably. <laughs> I hear um, you. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's that's fine. I, I I probably agree with your your logic on that stuff, or at least where you're placing him. Definitely. Um. But now on to the other question that I ask everyone because I'm really curious: Is Lamar Jackson worth the first round pick to you?
2: This is probably the easiest question you'll ask me. No, a quarterback is never, Ooh. you never take a quarterback in the first round Ooh. ever. Ooh. I like any, especially in the PPR league. Um, if I, I can't think of a quarterback ever in the history that was good enough to take in the first round um, okay. because, and it's mainly because of the drop off in running backs and your top receivers between the first and second round. Right. Okay. So, Typically your quarterbacks are going to fall sec like your best quarterbacks. Typically, I would say end of the second round um, is when you should start taking them. But the difference between your number one running back or let's say your number one through five running back and number, you know, 12 through 15 running back is significant. And so if you're taking a pick in the first round and you're taking, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, unless you're in like a 14 deep league or something like that, I can't think of a scenario where it would be worth taking him over even a number two wide receiver on a really good offense. So, um, but when you, in the first round, most team, you know, or most leagues are 10 to 12 people. So, I mean, think of the significant amount of running backs and wide receivers you can get with those first 12 picks. They're going to put up, you know, consistent numbers. Um, no. So the, the short answer is no, I would not. I would not. And I don't even think Lamar Jackson's the number one fancy quarterback personally, but I would say, no, he's not worth the first-round pick.
1: Okay, cool. What what if I told you that the difference from number one, Lamar Jackson, to number two, Dak Prescott, was more significant than the difference between Christian McCaffrey, the number one running back, and Derrick Henry, the number two, uh, number two running back? Would that change your mind?
2: No. It. it I mean, I I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but no, because you got to kind of look at the risk reward, right? So, say you take. So you've got the 12th pick and mm-hmm. okay. I'm the last pick in the first round. You know, all the number one or all the elite running backs have been taken. All the elite wide receivers have well, not all the elite wide receivers, but you know, 11 picks before you have been the top tier guys. Mm-hmm. So that's only 11 of the top tier guys in the NFL. You have so many other starting running backs. So many other starting wide receivers, number one wide receivers that you could pick, you know? So if you're talking about Chris McCaffrey for sure is going to be off the board. Um, you know your Julio Jones, your DeAndre Hopkins, your, you know all your top guys. But then a guy like Aaron Jones is, could be, could very well be there at twelve. And mm-hmm. I'm not taking a pick. I'm not taking a quarterback over one of those top tier running backs, just strictly because of the way the points are spread out. And like I said, that's typically coming from a PPR league where mm-hmm. scoring a little different. Mm-hmm. In a standard league, I, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. if you're in a twelve deep league, it would be worth it to take him in the first round. But like I said, I would still draft Mahomes before Lamar Jackson, but that's just me.
1: So I understand your logic too. And I agree with that mostly. I think that's why we normally take, uh, well, we don't take quarterbacks in the first round, right? Because they're so bunched up together. Like I could take the 10th quarterback off the board and he could easily be like the fifth or like he could easily be, you know, a guy worth starting every single week. I totally understand right. that. Um, I think Lamar is different because he runs the ball so effectively and they, they right. use them with the ball. So I, I think I'm going to end up taking Lamar at the end of the first round. I think that's where I'm end up going to uh, where I'm going to be landing. But I understand what you're saying too about like position scarcity and stuff too. Like you only start one quarterback, right? Unless we're in a super flex league. But obviously in a super flex league, he's worth a first round pick because you take quarterbacks in the first round anyway. So like that's right. fine. Um, I was never going to take a guy like Patrick Mahomes in the first round ever. Even after like coming off of last or two years ago when he was, you know, amazing. He was still amazing last year, just injured. But um, I was never going to take a guy because he can't run the ball. Um, I think a guy who can run the ball is someone possibly worth taking, being a first round pick. I, I want to say Vic was a first round pick back in the day, um, but mm-hmm. that was also like way before the fantasy community became more, you know, uh, I think understanding of how, you know, quarterbacks aren't, you know, the type of guys that need to be taking the first round, right? Or, or stuff like that, at least. So right. I, I think there there's probably a disconnect back then um, compared to where we are now. So I think I'm going to end up with Lamar in the first, but only L.A. first sure, rounder. Sure, I take the top wide receivers, take top three running backs, top three wide receivers, probably Kelsey before him, maybe, consider it. Um, so i yeah, I'll take Kelsey saying, or
2: yeah. even possibly Kittle over him.
1: Ooh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I'm probably on Lamar more than Kittle, but, um, I mean, Lamar's pa- passing stats were were pretty crazy last year, so I understand that there's are. probably regression coming. Um, I would think there's regression coming in that, in that sense.
2: But... you didn't call me gunshot on those you know, mobile quarterbacks, there's, Mm -hmm. I get it. Scare me. You know, Um, I was sold on RG three. I thought RG three was going to be the second coming (laughs) and, you know, my God, his knees are made of water. So, you know, (laughs) I'm, 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 I don't wish it on him. I hope, you know, nothing Mm -hmm. but the best for Lamar Jackson, but I'm scared that he's going to get hit by some safety. (laughs) He's going to hit him low because God knows you can't hit him high. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, one knee injury and, and that uh, it could be, it could be bad.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with that too. Definitely an injury risk for sure. But I mean yeah, you know, we, we've we've seen a guy like Patrick Mahomes get hurt too, and you right. know it's entirely possible that it's just you know it's just fluky shit. But I understand what you're saying. Running the ball definitely has its issues. Um, I think uh, it's funny, dude. I had Lamar last year in a fantasy league, and I didn't even make the playoffs. So, God, I wow. don't even know if Lamar would help me. Yeah, I was I was like six and six, and I like the tiebreaker just didn't go my way. It was a very tragic uh, fantasy year for me last year. But anyway, um, enough about me and being trash at fantasy football.
2: Well, uh, actually, you know, <laughs> if it makes it feel any better, I lost yeah. in the championship game point six points
1: uh, that does make me feel better because i feel and, terrible for you right now
2: <laughs> and you know when i lost it mm. i didn't I, it was when uh green bay was playing oh gosh who really, they playing on monday night oh
1: um, i feel like i know who you're I, I i think i know what you're talking about but go, go ahead
2: yeah when aaron jones busted that last yeah. big run for a touchdown yeah. uh-huh. i was up so big i was like this game's over you know uh-huh. um and then in the fourth quarter aaron jones breaks that 40 something yard <laughs> touchdown run mm-hmm. i lost about 0. 0.6
1: yeah you're talking about one to throw up uh yeah man that i i don't know if i could recover from that i might have just quit fantasy <laughs> it all, all yeah. together at that point oh man yeah um okay that's fair so no amar for you that's okay um i i'm not gonna like i know what you're saying for we never take quarterbacks early i get that i'm never gonna take quarterback mm-hmm. early unless it's someone who can run for 1500 yards on the ground
0: but right. you he know it's we'll, different
1: we'll, we'll the entire offense is built around him. Too. I mean, I've raved a billion times about how good I think the Ravens have done at building uh, a scheme for him. Just he's like, there's no way he's not going to be able to do that unless he gets hurt. Like there's there's right. like in my mind, at least rushing the ball. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. The passing game is different. Um, but he's he's been pretty good. I don't know. He threw like three picks last year, or, like five picks last year. It's just a very low number, which you know very yeah. much surprised me. But I guess. When you can run an option as effectively as he does, you know, guys are at a position way more, DBs are a position way more. So it's right. easier probably to find holes. But you know, pass. Yeah, exactly. And, and he <laughs> he's also using the pass to set up his run, which is yep. monstrous. But yeah. Um okay, cool. So that's good. Let's talk about some bounce back players, because those are my favorite guys. I feel like the mm-hmm. fantasy community is way too reactionary points were like oh god Juju Smith-Schuster he had like 300 (laughs) yards last year he's gonna be trash forever it's like bro this guy was like a top 24 pick last like the year before and now you're doubting him so much like get the fuck out of my face so let's talk about back players because they're my guys fifth or under later is when I get the best guys in the world doesn't have to be that but
2: oh for sure those are always my top guys um and Juju is one of the bounce back players that (laughs) um I had on my list I think that I think that this is going to be a better year. It was it was just weird watching Pittsburgh last year. I don't know what was going on with their offense. It was just kind of ugly to watch and I yeah, don't I don't think it's going to be the same this year. Um I don't think that Big Ben is nearly what he used to be, but I still believe that there's talent there, you know. Um we'll see. We'll see what Pittsburgh does, but he's he's for sure I've got um another wide receiver AJ Green. I mm-hmm. think that this is the year he gets healthy. Um, and I think that this is the year you mix him with, cause I mean, Andy Dalton's just a system quarterback. You know, he was never, he, he was never going to be the top talent guy. Um, so I think you mix AJ Green with a guy like Joe Burrow. And like I said, you have the potential for fireworks. So, um, those are the two receivers that I had for my bounce back players,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I have two running backs as well. Yeah. Um, Jordan Howard. I look for Jordan Howard to have a much better year this year. Um, I, while I don't think that the dolphin, yeah, he's, he's with the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be great by any means. Um, but with a guy like Tua, because I do believe Tua will be um, the starting guy, um, maybe not immediately because I'm not sure where his injury is. But, um, but with a guy like Tua, I believe that he'll be able to flourish a little bit better because he is a pretty good pass catcher. Um, mm-hmm. And I I mean, I think the guy's got a lot of talent. But, um, him and like I said, they're going to sound biased, but I think this, uh, Todd Gurley has a bounce back here as well. Um, I think that he's going to fit really nicely in the system that we have, um, with all the weapons that Atlanta does have on the outside. And I know we're going to talk about Hayden Hurst in a minute, but, um, you know, I, I think that he's a nice addition to compliment and, um, even our offensive line while he, you know, he wasn't on the top line. And I think Hennessy was a good pick. Um, he's going to be the heir apparent. After Alex Mack decides to hang it up, but um, mm-hmm. in the meantime, you know you can fit him in at uh, left guard, right guard. So we'll we'll see. But I think Gurley has a pretty good year this year.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Gurley's a guy I definitely have on my radar for sure. Um, you know, not so much in Dynasty, but in the redraft league, like I don't right. see any reason why Gurley isn't like a a very easy easy guy to have a bounce back year. I mean, you're right about the offensive line. I think it's really good. You know, they got the like guy Hennessy in the draft, right? Or was it last
0: year? Mm-hmm. This yeah. year, right?
1: No, this, yeah, year. Okay. this year. This year, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I liked him coming out of school. He seemed, he seemed pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into the Falcons' offense overall. So, like, even though you're saying you're a homer, like, I, I, pretty much agree with you. And I'm nowhere near, nowhere near Atlanta, nowhere near that, that team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I probably agree with you there. Um, I think the whole Steelers' like offense, like, I would love to see James Conner do well again, because um, I think he right. just had like a weird year. I mean, it was all. I think it all goes back to Big Ben not being there. Because um, I think the offensive line has still been really good, uh, from what I can tell, although it is getting a lot older, uh, which is definitely mm-hmm. an issue. The defense is really good, too, so that kind of, like, helped mask how totally inept the offense was. But the offense was totally inept, and it seemed to be the quarterback, because we know Juju can be good. um, We know Connor can be good. We know the offensive line is good. It's just there's, you know, the X factor, which is a pretty big X factor. But if Ben is healthy the full year, I don't see any reason why Juju can't return to form and Connor can't return to form. Oh, for so sure. I, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. Um. There was uh, the other guy you said was Jordan Howard. Yeah, I've always liked Jordan Howard. He's like 25 years old, and I don't know why the Bears ever got rid of him. So um, I guess they just didn't want to pay him, which I get because I don't think you should ever pay running backs um like Mm -hmm. big deals at least i don't think you should pay them big deals like signing a guy for like a year or two it's like a whatever deal is totally fine by me i i actually like that a good amount too so you get them for more of the prime of their career but signing a guy like derrick henry to a long-term deal i know he didn't do that he signed a franchise tag but signing him to a long-term deal like a lot of fans wanted would be the the height of folly and i'm pissed and or happy i guess that derrick henry did do that because fuck the titans but it was a really smart gm move and i like seeing that so
0: you know
1: balance that shit out right um yeah so i i pretty much agree with what you said the other guys i have were connor and juju because i just think there's a lot of talent there there's a lot going on um i can't i i know there are guys in like the fourth or fifth round i'm ready to take but the guys you said are pretty appropriate i I would pretty much agree with that so (laughs) i'm ready to go okay so these ones i'm definitely going to sit back a little bit more and talking because i've already you know kind of given my ideas but let's talk about the falcons and i'm gonna do some uh we're gonna do some fun questions about calvin ridley and julio um, do you think that Calvin overtakes Julio? Because that's something. And the last time I talked to the Falcons guys, they were like, "Oh no, Julio still the best. He's still the best guy ever. Whatever, it's fine." But in like fantasy circles and non, you know, Falcon circles, people are really feeling um, Calvin Ridley's ascension over Julio, possibly this year or, or next year going forward. Um, but right. I want to know. I want to get your take.
2: So purely fantasy wise, I don't think it happens this year. I don't think it probably even happens next year. Um, but it could, I I would think er, next year might be the earliest. And that's if Julio starts a downswing this year. But, um, I mean, Julio is just a physical specimen. I mean, the dude doesn't make sense. And you know, the, the only way Calvin could possibly overtake him in fantasy is if teams kind of start doing what they did pre Ridley and they start just singling in on Julio. And when they did that, that's when Sanu ate, you know, um, and, you know, we had no-name guys all of a sudden, you know, having 200-yard games because, you know, teams were triple-teaming Julio, which I don't blame them. But, um, but now that we're able to spread the offense out a little bit, and I think the addition of Gurley really helps out Julio. Um, because before, I mean, you know, our run game has just not been great, honestly, since Michael Turner. And, you know, that's been a hot minute. Um, so teams weren't really scared of the run. I mean, we we've been not great. Um, so now that you add a guy who is a potential top tier running back, um, you know, teams have to respect the run a little bit better. I think that Julio is going to eat a little bit more and, you know, a byproduct of that is Calvin Ridley is going to eat some more. Um, do I think he surpasses him? No. Um, and this might just be, you know, my endearing love for Julio, but I think as long as Julio's re- wearing the red and black, he's the best receiver <laughs> on the field. Um, He's just a generational kind of guy.
1: Do you, So you don't think that Calvin Ridley could ever get to where Julio, you know, was in his uh, heyday? Mm. Not to say that Julio is out of his, you know, but he's not He's right. not in his 20s anymore. Right? I think he's 30, right? I want to
2: say. Yeah, I think he turned 31 this up. year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, lo- I mean, I love Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I think ta- Calvin Ridley has a lot of tools. He's just he doesn't have the physical tools that Julio has. Um, Calvin is an extremely crisp route runner. And, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's tough to guard, mm-hmm. but the one thing that very few people have that, you know, guys like Julio have guys like, honestly, Michael Thomas doesn't even have it. <laughs> um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't even have it, but like mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins does to an extent, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Julio and Megatron are, are kind of just physical beings. I mean, they, they, you know he shouldn't be able to run as fast as he does and jump <laughs> as high as he does for as big as he is because he is a big dude. Right. Um. So no, Calvin really is just not that imposing physical threat. So mm-hmm. I don't know that he could ever really surpass him. Um. But no, I mean it, it's I don't know that's a tough question. That's a very nuanced <laughs> question. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. I, I'm just curious to get the opinions. Obviously, you know Calvin Ridley is this would be his third year, right? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like we're, we're we're not even sure. Although to be fair, he is wait i thought calvin was a lot older than i thought i could be entirely miscorrect on that or incorrect on that i, I just like, thought Jul- sorry god
2: oh i think calvin's like five ten, six 6 foot maybe
1: no i'm um, oh. sorry his age why do i feel like he's like older than i think he is because julio was a lot younger than i thought yeah okay calvin's 25 i i thought julio was like like close to like 33 or like 34 i just i don't know where i've been living but he came to the league when he was 21 so kind of makes sense i yes. guess um okay yeah, he's, cool. he's
2: only 31 i think
1: yeah, yeah, yes. You're you're right about that. Yeah. That was that's still crazy for me to hear. <laughs> um <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one I have, I'm a huge Hayden Hurst fan. So is Hayden Hurst going to be better or worse in fantasy than Austin Hooper was?
2: That is so I really <laughs> mold on this question. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> Let's hear I it. I
2: think in all reality, I think they're gonna be pretty similar. Um I think that there is a and this this is going to sound like a complete cop out, but I think there is a very high possibility that he is less productive. But I think he has the ceiling to be even more productive. Um, so being being a Georgia fan, a UGA fan, um, I watched Hayden Hurst at South Carolina, and the dude just like manhandled you know some of our defensive ends, and then somehow managed to get open. You know, I mean he didn't have like insane numbers in college, but I mean I want to say he was first-team All-SEC or maybe even first-team All-American his uh, junior year. Um, he was a physical specimen in college. And, you know, I don't really know why the Ravens drafted him in the first place, to be honest with you, because, um, I mean, maybe Mark Andrews hadn't kind of exploded like he has recently when they drafted him, but Mark Andrews is a solid tight end. But I, I don't know. It's it's a tough question. I think that they're in all reality going to be fairly similar just because of the way our offense is set up um that he's going to get his touches because he is a a very talented guy um but you know realistically the tight end as a whole in the nfl is kind of in a weird place right now mm-hmm. um so i think it'll be probably just fairly similar to where austin hooper was last year well maybe not but yeah yeah we'll say fairly similar
1: to be honest i think that's like a fairly ringing endorsement of of Hurst coming over um like being the, in a similar way that Austin Cooper was. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Hurst ever since he came out of the draft mm-hmm. or ever since he was, you know, in the draft. Because at that point, the Jaguars were getting rid of Mercedes Lewis and I was really excited to get Goddard or Hayden Hurst. So I like watched a lot of film and I like pay attention a lot. I was really excited. And then they went and d- drafted a guy who, I don't even know if they're going to do his fifth year option. But <laughs> anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Hayden Hurst is a talented player. I, I feel like he could be, you know, almost as talented as Austin Hooper is. So if he's able to be in the scheme and you think the scheme will stay the same, which I think will, obviously, because Dan Quinn's still there and we'll talk about that in a second. So I I think he's going to be, you know, in it for a really good season, a really good uh, thing. I'm surprised, you know, uh, that the Baltimore traded him. I'm surprised the Baltimore traded him because their offense uses like six tight ends, right? And Uh, I know
2: it it didn't make any sense to me. And it's not like we we sold the farm for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a second Second
1: second second and
2: fourth Mm -hmm. or no, second and fifth. And we got him in a fourth. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, it was, it, it, I mean, I was happy about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I also want to say this. I'm not knocking Austin Hooper because Austin Hooper is a, a really talented guy. But I don't think Austin Hooper is as talented as his numbers looked last yeah. year.
0: Yeah. I think
2: that Austin Hooper is a very good tight end. I'll say that. He's not gr- I, I wouldn't put him in the elite category. I'd put him in the, the tier right below elite. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And he was just a a product of you've got guys terrified of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Um, So a lot of times you're dropping a corner and an outside linebacker wide to stop Julio from, you know, running the slant route on Mm them. So you got a guy like Austin Hooper, who's got the middle of the field, you know, all day. And I mean, I can catch some of the passes that, you know, um, he was catching, he was that wide open. So um, I think if our offense runs the same as it did last year, I think, like I said, I think Hayden Hurst has the potential to be, just as productive um as Austin Hooper was
1: mm. yeah that's that's those are that's good I, I probably agree with that I think god I need to I need to watch some some more Falcons film I tried to watch some of it and I, I need to get back on it because I want to see how Hooper Hooper looks I know you said the system is important too so I'm, mm. I'm, I'm curious to see how that looks but again that's kind of hard to see in film but anyway let's talk more generally about Atlanta I want to know what the fuck is going on with Dan Quinn is this, <laughs> is this guy is he a good coach do you want him as the coach like back-to-back seven and nine seasons he ended the year strong both times like, what's going to happen? What's, yes. to what's you know,
2: I'm a bigger fan of Dan Quinn than most Falcons fans are. Um, I like Quinn. What I think the problem was was him not knowing how to let go of the defense because he's been our defense coordinator for a while. And finally, this year, he has let the reins go. He is, you know, not a coordinator. He is strictly the coach now um, because Quinn, he was a great defensive coach. And um, when he was with Seattle, I mean, the Legion of Boom was just dumb how good their defense was, and his his eye for getting defensive talent um, is just you know impeccable. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you can't really be that that focused on your team as a whole if you are your defensive coordinator,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the problem is the type of coach he is. So Dan Quinn's the the very motivational. I mean, he's always you know give your Al Pacino. Type you know speeches on the sidelines like that's dan Quinn, and it just it felt like he was in this weird paradigm being the defensive coordinator and the head coach. So I think him finally letting the reins go, and having a dedicated defensive coordinator is going to help him quite a bit. Um, but I mean, people don't talk about how just absolutely obliterated our defense has been with injuries the past couple years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it has been insane. I mean, the, one of the guys that no one talks about um, is Keanu Neal, but that dude, if he can stay on the field, was—I mean—he really looked like the, mm-hmm. the the second coming of Bam Bam Cam. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just a headhunter. Um, and, but I mean, when he's not on the field, you know, it, what he had a torn Achilles the year before last, and a torn ACL yeah.
1: this past year. I remember it was the opening game. Uh, what is it, um, Philadelphia versus Atlanta, right? Didn't he—I ta- think he tore his yep. ACL then. Yeah, I remember that because I was really excited for Atlanta. Um and then they lost. I think they lost two guys for the year two years ago, uh, yeah. on defense the first game, All, which is crazy. Oh
2: no! Uh, two years ago, we had mm-hmm. six of our starting defensive <laughs> players were out yeah. with uh, multiple game injuries. I mean, right. it was just insane. Yeah. And, I mean, Desmond Trufant is is
0: mm-hmm.
2: wishy washy. You know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll look elite some games and he'll mm-hmm. you know look like a bum some games, and he's you know injury issues. Um, but you know, I, I feel like we have drafted well enough over the past couple of years that this year we should start seeing some returns on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to be 12 and four or anything like that, but, uh, the only downside is how difficult our division is. Um, I don't think there's a division in football that is as insane with the top three teams as <laughs> NFC South is this coming up year. I mean, realistically if Atlanta's defense can stay healthy um could be a Super Bowl contender the New Orleans Saints are a Super Bowl contender the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a Super Bowl contender i mean it's insane what our divisions like so i don't know you know I, we could we could win 10 games we might win 5 you know <laughs> who, who knows yeah
1: no i totally agree. i mean pretty i think pretty much every all the divisions except the uh NFC East in the NFC are going to be like the best, uh, yeah. gonna, I'm sorry, are going to be like the toughest divisions in the NFL. Like, I, I just they're, they're so fucking I could see easily three teams in each of those divisions making the playoffs. And now, with yeah. you know, seven, maybe we could see a full division go to the playoffs. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, um, that'd be fucking amazing. I would love that, but I don't, Probably you know, too. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's a lot of interesting points about Quinn because I didn't know that he was giving up uh, coordination duties, and that was just the the, just the coach, which is I, I think is pretty interesting, right? Um, and if
2: you look at our coaching staff, what's crazy is so Dan Quinn's our head coach. Dirk Cotter is our offensive coordinator, who mm-hmm. has head coaching experience. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh, Mike Malarkey is our tight ends coach. Oh, I, know Malarkey. Head, oh, I know Mike Mularkey. He was well. He was <laughs>
1: the Falcons' coach right before he was Falcons. He was. Yeah, he was right? Falcons' head coach. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Jack he, was
2: that's Yeah. Coach coach he's our great. he's our our tight ends coordinator, and then gosh, we have one more. We have, like, four head coaches Mm -hmm. on our coaching staff. Yeah. Um, And I think it was smart for Dan Quinn because Atlanta is his first head coaching job, and, you know, basically all the coordinators he had were guys that he brought with him from Seattle or guys he picked from Florida that um, when he coached there. So now I think he finally said, listen, maybe I need a little more experience around me and, you know, some guys who have have been around the league a little bit longer. Um, And so that kind of – hopefully that's going to pay dividends.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I I think so too. Um I I feel like there wouldn't be a huge like uh like ego thing there cuz I don't think any of those coaches were like better than Dan Quinn. So, I feel like, you know what uh, I'm saying? Like I don't think there's any conflicts there hopefully, right?
2: No, no. It, yeah. They seem to be running pretty smoothly.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Um all right, so the next question, the big question is we're going to we're going to look and try and give grades for the off season. I think we should start with free agency or if you want to do the whole offseason season together, we can do that. Whatever floats your boat. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll do free agency. We can, we can uh, start there.
1: Let's hit it. Um,
2: so free agency. Um, actually, what's funny is I give... Well, we'll talk about free agency. So uh, <laughs> I give our free agency a B plus. I think okay. that Hayden Hurst is kind of a wash with Austin Hooper. Maybe a slight downgrade. We'll see. Um, but it wasn't a huge hit, I don't believe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basically swapping Austin Hooper for Hayden Hurst. Um, I think Gurley was is the the boomer bust pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Gurley gets back to his, you know, 2018 form, then that is an insanely massive upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if he's injury prone, then God help us. So, <laughs> um, you know, Dante Fowler is uh, another guy that I, I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what Dante Fowler brings. He looks like what Vic Beasley was supposed to be. <laughs> And um, Vic Beasley, they could shoot him to the moon for all I care. Like, he just absolutely <laughs> yeah. laid an egg. He had one good year, got paid, mm. and then just has been trash ever since. Um, we didn't pick up Tack McKinley's uh, second year or uh, fifth year option. So, you know, he's probably gone after this year, and he has been absolutely nothing. Um, so, I think bringing Dante Fowler in, a guy who can get to the quarterback, I mean, if you look at like some of his, um, some of his really in-depth stats. Um, it's kind of crazy how often he could get to the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. The the sacks didn't show it as much, but the quarterback hits and quarterback hurries and things like that were there. And mm-hmm. so it's just a it's a matter of time before it starts falling. So um, overall, I give it a B plus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah what what about well, what about your font? Like is he was he you know with go? Like do you think that was like smart or do you think he should have signed? 29, 29 years old, kind of tough. I mean he got a pretty decent offer from Detroit, right? I,
2: true font was just so wishy-washy for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, some of the younger guys that we have at cornerback uh, mm-hmm. I, I do believe in, and I know we got like absolutely razzed for it, but I, I like the AJ Terrell pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, we can if, talk
1: about that, but yeah, I, I agree. Right. and
2: we, Yeah. We'll talk about it in the draft, yeah. but no, I don't <laughs> think losing true font was that big of a, a deal. Okay. I think that he wasn't reliable enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, you did say that before. That's true. Yeah, I feel, so I felt like a lot of the off season was a lot of, you know, get rid of but replace with a guy who's different, maybe better, which I think mm-hmm. is fine, honestly, because I still think Atlanta has a lot of talent. So there wasn't really like a lot to, you know, upgrade besides what they lost, right? Uh, maybe right. defensively, you could always use more defensive line. I mean, you could always, I think you could always use more good cornerbacks um, right. and, sure. and secondary guys. So, um But yeah, uh, I, uh, when you were talking about Fowler and Vic Beasley, um my dick got super hard. No, like, I just, I fucking, like, De- uh, De- uh, De- Dante Fowler has gotten such a bad rap from injuring his ACL and being out for the full year, his first training camp when he was a Jaguar, his rookie year. To being, right. you know, traded to to the Rams, and he was really good there. And now he finally got like a big deal with Atlanta. He's twenty six years old. He is exactly, I totally agree, exactly what Vic Beasley should have been. Except now he's younger, so it's even better. Um, Dante Fowler is going to be such a good. Uh, he's going to be such a good defensive end for you guys. At least in terms of pressuring the quarterback. Right. Less so for defending the run, Billy. Like, who the fuck is about that right now? It's modern NFL. Fuck that.
2: Wait, you know, um, what? we'll talk about that when we get to the draft.
1: <laughs> true. True. Definitely true. Um. Yeah. So I really love the the Dante Fowler pick. I think I had them at like BB minus territory. So like you know a lot of replacements. Losing True was pretty bad. I think losing Devondre Campbell was pretty bad too. Uh, Am I am I off base there? Um.
2: Maybe like I mean you're not off you're not off base. It it sucks, but I mean realistically it's kind of not fair to say that Dante Fowler is going to replace both of them. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of going to be that hybrid outside linebacker at the end. Yeah. And Campbell. Campbell was good in coverage. I'll give him that. He was a, a good coverage mm-hmm. outside linebacker, but his problem was he was, you know, virtually useless when it came to um, defending the run and rushing the quarterback. So, I mean, he, he's kind of a one-trick pony. Um, I, I think he's more of a package guy than I would okay. want to be like a premier outside linebacker type guy. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was that big of a hit. I think Got Fowler it. is going to kind of fill his role pretty well. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I that makes sense uh, when you put it like that. Okay, interesting. All right, cool. Um, so we can move on to the draft now. I'm very interested to talk about the draft. You seem like you're a pretty big college guy, so um, I am. I I love college. Yeah.
2: So yeah, AJ Terrell. We we got mocked for that AJ Terrell pick, and for one game, everybody wants to to list one game because everyone saw the national championship and everyone saw him get torched a couple times by Justin Jefferson. But Justin Jefferson is another physical (laughs) specimen. That dude is a beast. So. I mean, yeah, it, that wasn't a great look. But if you look at A.J. Terrell's stats throughout his college career, I mean, they are impeccable. I mean, the dude was a shutdown corner besides mm-hmm. one game. You know, if you're going to judge a guy off of one game, then, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's that's not a great look. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. I think that he's got – the the one knock I have on him is he is very much a play-the-man kind of guy, which is oh. good, and it, and it's uh-huh. – um, you know, Dan Quinn's a a you know, we're a, a very much a man coverage type corner. Um, but he could work a little bit on high point in the ball a little bit better. He's not that typical ball hawk corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's definitely not your Deion Sanders type. He's he's more of a almost even a Richard Sherman type, right? Not mm-hmm. putting him on that level, but you know, Richard Sherman, yeah, he'll get his interceptions. Yeah. But Richard Sherman's just gonna be on you like Wild and Rice. So that's kind of how he's mm-hmm. played um his career. So I like the AJ Terrell pick. I think it is a um a good Future replacement for True Font, if not you know this year.
1: Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you do you think Isaiah Oliver is going to be able to take the the next step in order to you know be like the you know one A or one B whatever with uh with with Terrell?
2: I, so I really like Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a lot of upside. I think that we saw several flashes of it last mm-hmm. year. It's just our defense was so injury plagued, especially our whole secondary. Mm-hmm. It's tough to it's tough to be a guy that's growing and getting better when the rest of your defense is just trash, <laughs> especially in the secondary. Um, uh-huh. and so he did get picked on some, um, but even when he wasn't getting picked on it, you know, it was, he, he showed signs of being a pretty decent cornerback. So is, is he ever going to be a, you know, top five corner? No, but can he be a solid, you know, one, a one B type? I, I think so.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I like the Marlon Davidson pick, but I'm sure you've got a very a good opinion about that too.
2: Marlon Davidson is one of the steals of the draft. Uh, Oh, okay. I'm going to say it. So being, like I said, a Georgia fan and watching the SEC a lot, um, Marlon Davidson is a monster in the middle of that defensive line because I'm assuming – I don't think we're going to move him outside. I think we're going to put him um, in the middle. But the reason he's a steal is not just because of his physical acumen and everything that he has, Mm -hmm. but you're pairing him with Grady Jarrett. I mean, Mm -hmm. Grady Jarrett's a top – at worst a top five, you know, defensive tackle. Um, so you're, you're pairing him with a guy who's already elite. And so now all he's got to do is just learn and be good enough. Um, one of the areas that we struggled in was the run and it was because, you know, Vic Beasley couldn't stop a nosebleed. Uh So, um, you know, Grady Jarrett was elite, but when you have teams just run into the outside constantly on you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it is what it is. So I think that Marlon will move mm-hmm. a little bit to the outside, but I think just being able to sit beside a guy like Grady Jarrett, learn from him and get better, I think it was I was jumping for joy when we made mm-hmm. that pick. It was perfect for us.
1: You guys run a three four, right? Unless I'm mistaken? Or do you run a four three?
2: We we run a hybrid. A hybrid. Um, hybrid yeah, yeah okay. Quinn, Quinn
1: Yeah.
2: A, a lot of three four, but mm-hmm. you will see plenty of four three packages with us.
1: Okay. okay. So you you would you would rather have Marlon Davidson over a guy like AJ Epinesa on the inside or whatever as as a rusher over a guy like um Josh Uchi. Um yeah, so, so far.
2: Epinesa is mm-hmm. really good. <laughs> I yeah. like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's I mean, he's pretty much an outside guy. Yeah. Um yeah. and I figure, you know, we we still do have tack for this year. Mm-hmm. And um the Dante Fowler being kind of that hybrid guy. Um, yeah. you know, I figured we probably weren't gonna pick a defensive end. Up early
0: mm-hmm.
2: um we you know and with epinesa going when he did it just you know it made sense to take a guy like uh, marlon davidson to, to clog up the mm-hmm. middle
1: yeah okay that, that's totally fair yeah especially i feel like a lot of teams are on a hybrid now more than anything right so right yeah <laughs> yeah that, that makes a lot of sense okay cool yeah I, I i definitely wouldn't call it steal the draft but i did like the pick it was probably my favorite pick for them I think even in terms of talent, I think Davidson might be more talented than Terrell, but it was such such a deep cornerback class too. And I said, this like a billion times. It's such a deep cornerback class. Like the fact that Terrell was even like five on some people's boards. He's still a really good cornerback. Like I don't really care. Like that's still really good. So yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit about Hennessey, but if you want to talk more, I think he was a good pick for sure. You know, even old offensive line, right? Older offensive line. So right.
2: I I like him. Um, So, I mean, we plugged up uh, in last year's draft. We took two offensive linemen in the first round. So uh, you know, both of those guys are were just young, you know, they they had some signs of, you know, good snaps, some signs of bad snaps. So we'll see how they do. But um, but no, Hennessy I like, you know, for the center pick and and especially since he's show, he's shown the versatility to be able to move around on the inside um and possibly plug him into one of the guard positions. But um mm-hmm. I like that we have prioritized taking uh offensive linemen within the first three rounds the past two years. Um because mm-hmm. yeah, God, two years ago offensive line was a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, Do you think there's ever been a a trade where some team has traded a really good center for like a position player or something? And it's ever worked for the team that traded away their their good center? Do you think that's ever happened to anyone? I'm just thinking about Alex Mack.
2: Yeah, that I was, was such like a God. Good trade.
1: Him, what a steal! And Max Unger, what a steal! Like yeah. fuck, dude! Like getting getting offensive linemen, I That just speaks just the way around about me talking about this is that just speaks to how good offensive lineman is and how prepared you have to be to to fill in the holes for guys when they leave. You know?
2: It really, and you know that is. Switching gears to college real quick. Um, so one of the reasons why Georgia went from being like kind of a, a joke in the SEC to being, you know, one of the top, yeah, we'll say the past few years, top you 10 team. Say it.
1: You can say um, it,
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a championship contender, right. Um, sure. Is because Kirby smart came in and said, I am prioritizing the offensive and defensive line period. If, the, if we get skill position players, they're elite. Awesome. I am prioritizing the lines of scrimmage mm-hmm. and We went from, you know, being a top 25 team to being a top five team. So um, it amazes me when I see teams trade away offensive linemen or even defensive linemen for skill position players. Skill position players come and go. You know, they're finicky. You'll have a guy who, you know, catch 1,200 yards and, you know, 15 Mm -hmm. touchdowns, and the next year have 400 yards. But an offensive lineman is just a physical specimen. They have to be able to just take punishment and, you know, move other big guys around don't ever trade somebody away who was elite at that position ever
1: mm-hmm. yeah no i get that i totally get that um now the most important one we need to talk about is the seventh round pick and the punter how how big of an impact do you think that's going to have on the team's winning uh this year how big uh,
2: you know what that Hold adds up. three wins right there
1: there it is that's all <laughs> i need to hear dude that's all i needed to hear yep <laughs> no but uh, I think we need to talk about Hawkins for sure I mean Walker too but I think Hawkins was a guy I was very interested in it seems like he's gotten a lot of hype for being a fourth rounder so I definitely yes. want to hear you about him
2: I, I actually really like Jalen Hawkins and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was uh, uh, something else I wanted to bring up is that um, I think that he was another I don't know that I'll say he was a steal um, in the fourth round but I think he was definitely a really good pick in the fourth round um, I think that as far as just pure ability goes, um, he could have been as high as a second round pick, but I think it was just kind of how bad Cal was, you know, Uh, you know, guys like that didn't really get as recognized. But I mean, if you go back and really look at some of the in-depth stats on Jalen Hawkins, um, because when he got drafted, I'd never heard of him to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm like, let me, you know, check this guy out and really see. And so I started looking at some of the, the finer stats on him. I was like, how the hell did this guy fall to the fourth round? Um, so I don't really know what the knock on him is. Honestly, I haven't watched a whole lot of tape yeah. on him, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, as far as just pure stats and, and, you know, the numbers go, the dude's mm-hmm. elite. Yeah. He was in college. So I, I love that pick.
1: Yeah. Same. I, I agree with everything you said pretty much. I, I watched the little film I could on YouTube about him, but I, I'm a huge fan, huge fan about him. Um, yeah. do you want to talk about Walker? We should talk about Walker for sure. The linebacker out of Fresno state.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that that was another <laughs> no, one of those ones. Yeah, I, I was like, let me let me look into it. Um I think it was I think it was a good pick. I, I don't really know if if mm-hmm. I mean he's probably going to be depth. We'll see. Sure. Um yeah, I, 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 t- just to be honest, I really don't have like a, <laughs> no, a, a super good opinion on him.
1: Yeah, no that's fine. I watched um I think like a game of his cuz uh I was watching I think offensive line play against him or some shit like that. So um yeah I mean he seems he seems okay. I, if, if he's depth, I would agree. But I mean you you did they lost Devondre Campbell, right? He was a linebacker, like a like a legit mm-hmm. linebacker, right? Unless right. I'm crazy. You know, losing uh I guess the only one else is losing Beasley, right? So I guess, you know, you can play, you know, a little bit of insight. I mean they did sign I think a depth piece in uh Leroy Reynolds, but like yeah, I, I could see him being depth. I mean fourth round picks, I think that's when they start going a lot more upside uh anyway in terms of draft i think that's a lot of what walker is so i I think so too
2: because basically what i heard from him is physical skills are there um it's more of uh, people are concerned with how the more intangibles are going to translate to the nfl so Mm -hmm. um that scares me a little bit but you know at the same time if the guy has the physicals then that's you know hopefully you can learn (laughs)
1: yeah for sure for sure so what would you give it what would you give their their uh their team is your team as a grade what would you give the falcons as a grade for the draft
2: I, i'd give them a b minus
1: yeah that's about right i, yeah, I mean I, maybe
2: even a c i mean it's somewhere around in there um that'd be where i put them
1: yeah do you, so i'm curious when you if you make a distinction like for a grade like how you come about that is that just like the overall talent they got from the draft or like how they did it each pick and then combine it into like how would you you know, make your grade? Because I tend to look at it as how much talent did you add in the draft? Not just like, oh, hey, you nailed your first pick, you nailed your second-round pick, but you have any other picks. You know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, so I typically take more of the how much better did it make our team approach. Yeah. Yeah, um. So, you know, like if we took, you know, amazing wide receivers, one through seven picks that were all steals of the draft, you know, I'd give us an F. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, just looking at how much better it made our team, you know, I think Terrell it, you know, it, probably a downgrade right now from um, I'm not going to say probably for sure a downgrade from Trufant just because he's not caught up to the speed of the NFL yet. Um, so I wouldn't say I'd say it helped with depth that helped fill a position. Um, mm-hmm. I think Marlon Davis made us a be- Marlon Davidson made us better, um, which is probably why I'd say B minus rather than C. Um, but, you know, Matt Hennessey's depth, Mikael Walker is depth, probably Jalen Hawkins. will see. So, you know, I don't think it made our team a ton better besides, um, Definitely filling, some, filling a couple of holes and adding depth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Um, I just think, yeah, I mean, I, I like the first three picks. I mean, I like most of the picks. I like Hawkins. I like Hennessy. I like Davidson. Terrell is fine. Probably wouldn't take him at 16. But, like, yeah, yeah I, I, I probably agree with that. And, again, like I talked about before, like we spoke about, I think Atlanta has a lot of good things going for them. So a lot of this being depth is pretty fine, I think. They just need to, you know, not get hurt. And play, you know, decent football this year because they've got a lot going for them. If you got right. a quarterback like Matt Ryan, you got a wide receiver like Julio Jones, you've got some semblance of a defense, like sh- should be a pretty good time, although in a very tough division. So right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so the last thing, we'll just do some quick fire stuff. Um, we're just gonna end it with some twenty twenty predictions. So how do you think the NFC South is gonna end up this year? What do you think it's gonna look like?
2: I'm picking Tampa Bay to win it. Mm-hmm. It's I just can't I can't bet against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But I okay. think that the, the Saints and Falcons are both um, going to be in the hunt for the wild card.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so it goes so it goes Tampa Bay Saints, Falcons, Tampa Bay Falcons, Saints.
2: I, I would say probably Tampa Bay Saints, Falcons.
1: OK, OK, that's fair.
2: But yeah, that's this, probably is, fair. this is going to be really specific. But I think that <laughs> all three of those teams are going to be within three games of each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. That's not. Yeah, that's that's pretty. <laughs> I think that's fair uh, for yeah. sure um yeah um you don't think there's any chance the panthers have uh great there's no chance right
2: i think the panthers are gonna be real really bad this year i mean when you lose like when you lose luke keekly Mm -hmm. you know i mean yeah you can't get you can't get better from that that, and they Mm -hmm. weren't good last year Mm -hmm. um you know teddy bridgewater i I like the guy but i don't think he's Mm -hmm. great i think he's good yeah Um, mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah, I've soured a little bit on Teddy watching his film. I, I just finished most of the world and stuff. Um, I I felt kinda pretty down on him, <laughs> to yeah to say the least. Um, I don't know if it was a scheme though, of making him throw a lot of dump offs, but man, all he did was dump the ball, and it was not like Drew Brees dumping the ball off. It was not like that at all. Yeah. Uh, no. it was worse. <laughs> so yeah. Um okay, cool. Yeah, I think though, um to be fair, um, I think that uh Carolina had a really good draft and I think that the yeah. Matt Rule turnaround could happen in a year or two. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if next year they're competing or even the year after that they're competing. Cause I think that's something he's been able to do at schools. And I think they've got, you know, a pretty good talent base. You know, even, they have a lot of d- a dead cap this season. I think it's the most in the NFL. I want mm-hmm. to say going into the year. So, you know, they'll spend in free agency next year. I think it's, a, it's probably, or possible that they make a turnaround. So yeah. Well, but yeah not and this I year,
2: mean, not this year. and they added a, uh, Oh gosh. Uh, Offensive coordinator Jesus, who's at LSU. Uh,
1: oh God, I feel like I know who you're talking about, but I'm so bad at college stuff. So
2: yeah, he. I mean, uh, he turned Joe Burrow from a mediocre quarterback to you know what looks like the you know greatest quarterback we've ever seen. So um, you know their offensive coordinator, they got it's awesome. But yeah, I, I do think it's going to take a couple of years. I think that mm-hmm. Carolina is actually going to have to pretty much tear it down and build around um, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I I, I do yeah i think carolina's a couple years off
1: is this Pete carmichael that's who it is no no is that their office coordinator oh no i'm sorry i looked up the saints one i'm so dumb (laughs) (laughs) look up the panthers one that's it i was like wait this is so weird um
2: it's not Matt canada oh um,
1: wait was it joe brady right yes joe brady yeah joe brady right okay yeah yeah that's it yeah okay that makes sense yeah yeah totally that that makes a lot of sense Okay, cool. Um, The next one is, oh, man, do you have any early Super Bowl predictions? You throw it at me? Give me some hot takes? You said some Maybe early not Super Bowl hot, predictions? Hot. Yeah.
2: I, I'm on this one for a while. I'm going to probably play it kind of safe, but sure. I feel like yeah. these are probably the teams that are best set up
0: mm-hmm. uh, to
2: make the Super Bowl, and I've got Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Cool. Um, and i got Baltimore winning it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got Baltimore and the Packers Um, because I yeah. – I'm a huge Packers fan now, even though my dad's a Bears fan and I probably shouldn't say that out <laughs> loud for yep. fear of being disowned. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, man, I just, I, I I probably agree with everything you're going to say in Baltimore. I, acquiring uh, a guy like Calais Campbell to make an already amazing defense even better.
0: And I just, Patrick um, Queen.
1: Yeah, Patrick Queen is a huge, I, I know, I was talking to my Ravens fan, uh, my friend who's a Ravens fan, and he was like, yeah, this Jack Green guy seems like good or ever like, dude, he's like the best linebacker in the draft. I think he's a better I linebacker hate- than Isaiah Simmons because fuck Isaiah yeah. Simmons. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Patrick Queen is a monster.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he. he I think he's going to be really good. Um, I think that team is just they. They do so well drafting. Uh, Baltimore overall, I'm very excited for them. You, losing Marshall Yonda kind of sucks, but Ronnie Stanley's yeah. really good. They've got good offensive line pieces elsewhere. I don't think much is going to be affected. Um, I'm just excited for them and for the Packers. People were like, "Oh, this is the worst thirteen and three team I've ever seen in my entire life, dude." They were in the NFC Championship game. They were in a lot of this. They they had the two sack kings in the Smith brothers, even though I don't think they're brothers, yeah. but love the Smith, and they're both outside <laughs> linebackers. Or whatever. Um, Kenny Kenny fucking Clark is one of the most underrated defensive players in the league. They've yeah. got a young, amazing secondary. Fucking Jair Alexander is gonna be a perennial top five cornerback this year. I can feel it. I thought he would be last year, but he was like probably like top fifteen. I'm Feeling it this year. He's gonna do it. I'm just, I'm really excited about that team. And I think they're pretty excited because all they did was draft a backup quarterback and a backup running back, like, because they don't need it anywhere else. Maybe water yeah. receiver, but they don't need it anywhere else. I also love um Alan Lazard. So I'm excited, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they
2: they really, they honestly, I, I, it came down to realistically Tampa Bay, San Fran and Green Bay for me. Um, I yeah. really think about, it, I think San Fran's going to regress. Um, yeah. Me so, too. Me too. but Come I miss just, like I said, house. I can't, yeah, I, I think they missed the playoffs too, actually. I didn't predict them to uh, to win the division or even make a wild card. But, um, yeah, I think Tampa Bay is just – I mean, it's Tom Brady, you know? I, as much as I hate to say it, it's yeah. Tom fucking Brady.
1: Yeah, I mean, watching – I watch all Tampa Bay games. Dude, Jameis Winston cost them at least four or five games. Like, that guy oh, yeah. blew it so hard. 30 uh, I,
2: interceptions. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm – so, like, they were, they were all mostly bad. And he should have thrown more. He, like, yeah. should have thrown more interceptions. It's crazy how – how he even got lucky, and he he had a bunch of drops.
2: But, yeah, if uh, cornerbacks had better hands. He probably would have had.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he also threw like five interceptions to like defensive ends and shit too. Like this guy was bad. This guy was bad, and he's he's not anyone I would ever like. Like I going from Tom from him to Tom Brady with a guy who can take care of the ball is just going to help them so much. I'm, I'm very excited for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, the last thing I had was who do you think is going to win? You know, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and then we'll do MVP, and that, then we'll end on that.
2: Okay. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. So I think that typically goes with quarterbacks, but um, and so for quarterbacks, I mean, I, I think that Joe Burrow is is probably the obvious pick. Um, but I actually don't think a quarterback is going to win it this year. I think the Clyde edwards elair is going to win it this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I think um, that
2: he is set up for crazy success in Kansas City.
1: Yeah. I think my pick is still Michael Pittman. I think he's really good. I think he's in a really good spot. Mm -hmm. Um, see, because yeah, I mean, honestly, I, 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 if I'm gonna place like bets on it and it's like Joe Burrow versus the field, I'm gonna take the field, I think. Yeah, Um, even though Kyler won it last year because he was the number one pick and Gardner Minshew had a better season than him and won six games in only 12, I won six games in 12 games with six and six, while Kyler was six and nine and one. So, fuck you, <laughs> Kyler. You didn't deserve it. Although, I think he'll have a better career because I think he's a really good quarterback, but Garner should have won that last year. But, you know, the number yeah. one pick, the pedigree does help with the, with those choices. So, you know, picking a guy like Burrow is like probably a safe bet because, you know, that's the guy's judging on already because he's got the pedigree. So,
2: right. And, but I mean, don't slip on Tua as well. Um, yeah, you true. know, he. He could he could really turn um, Miami around. We'll see.
1: Yeah, man. Miami, dude, they're such a walk. I feel like they're anywhere from like three and 13 to 10 and six, man. They're going to be. Yep. Oh, I'm going to be so weird watching them. They have possibly <laughs> the best cornerback trio in the NFL. Yeah. Well, in the NFL. I don't know. We'll see. Um, did you have defensive rookie of the year?
2: Yeah. So I'm actually. This one may surprise you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the obvious pick would be Chase Young, uh-huh. um, but I'm actually not going with Chase Young. I'm going with Javon Kinlaw.
0: Mm, okay, He's cool. my
2: surprise pick. I think that, yeah. so I watched this guy in college, or I watched Chase Young too, um, but Javon Kinlaw is different. You know, Georgia's offensive line last year was historically good. You know, um, mm-hmm. And yet, he manhandled our offensive line in the South Carolina game. I was like, this is never, like our offensive line was better. They, they were like breaking down some of the advanced analytics. They were better than like 14 NFL offensive lines. Right? <laughs> Yeah, and he was manhandling some of our guys. Um, and I was like, what is happening? Um, dude's just a monster and he's just a physical specimen. I mean, Chase Young is too, mm-hmm. obviously, but I think that Javon Kinlaw set up uh, better at San Fran since mm-hmm. San Fran already has a solid defense. So he's going right. to get a shine a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. Chase Young, I mean, Washington is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> you know, Chase Young is pretty much the only shining beacon in that whole, you know, mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So, um, I think that he's going to have a little bit harder of a time.
1: They're going to key in on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's totally possible. I uh, don't remember what I answered last time. Uh, I think that Derek Brown is the most ready, uh, talented player to like go into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, I think. I think he's even more talented uh, at his position than, which is a worse position, obviously, than Chase Young on defensive tackle. Not as you know flashy, not as probably not as um as useful. But I think he's the most NFL ready guy. I think he's going to be probably the best best defensive rookie even if he doesn't win the award that's probably what i would say like him him, he's the best rookie but if i were to pick someone i don't remember i picked last time i might pick someone you know on a little bit better of a team um right. possibly a team that you said was going to win the super bowl Patrick or going, going to super bowl no no, no dude i've got i'm uh, sorry the opposite team that you said tampa bay i think really? anton winfield could win it because anton winfield is fucking amazing i don't know how he fell in the second round you're, that guy, you're not wrong yeah and What's he's funny is I actually
2: had Patrick Queen rated as my third, um, but no, I mean you're right. He's he's there in Tampa. He's set up for success too, because Tampa's defense yeah. is solid.
1: Yeah, they have they had a really young secondary that I don't think anyone talks about how good they were last year too. It really they were actually not bad at all, especially considering how bad Jameis was, um, right. you know, giving teams easy opportunities to score. I know, uh, god
2: bless them for trying you know they knew they were gonna lose but they yeah tried.
1: Ab- absolutely um so he, he's probably i think i actually said him last time now that i'm thinking about it but he's a guy i'm really into so i can see him running and if he's on a good team i think that really helps so yeah yeah now what about mvp let's do the last one mvp and then we'll uh you know move on
2: <laughs> so i uh, i'll just give you my top three in this order me. lamar jackson pat mahomes tom brady
1: yeah I like, yeah. I don't think there's much to say. They're just like the most talented guys there, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> talented. I mean,
2: quarterback's the quarterback's gonna win it. The <laughs> quarterback always wins it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as as much as I, I mean, yeah, they're the the quarterback. But you know, God, there's some times where I swear, you know, running backs need to win it. But, um, but I mean, Lamar Jackson is just a physical freak. Pat Mahomes is a physical freak, and Brady's got the rings. And yeah, you know, I, I feel like sometimes he gets credibility because of what he's done in the past. But he's also super talented. So.
1: Right. It's hard to those sensory. The last guy to win it was Adrian Peterson in 2012 and then before yeah. that was Ladanian and Sean Alexander, but that was back in the day of running backs being you know things more than quarterbacks. But no, it's a quarterback. Right. yeah, it's a quarterback probably. So I get, I get that. That thought, that makes sense. That's funny. It's it's Lamar, Mahomes, and Brady in the last three years, and they're probably yeah the serious front runners this year. Easy, but you know you yeah. can't discount any quarterback who just you know shows up five thousand yards. Drew Brees maybe, or yeah, you know Matt Ryan even, or yeah. uh, I don't know Gardner Minshew. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean no. maybe
2: maybe your boy Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean that's that's definitely how it is. Rodgers does. Unfortunately, he he does seem to be declining in a more significant yeah. place than you know guys of his ilk, like Brady and Breeze, um, you know, have been, but yeah, it, it kind of sucks. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still an amazing quarterback. No doubt about that. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I think we're good. So you want to plug your stuff again? Tell the viewers about your, your um, podcast.
2: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. So uh, Manly Matters is the podcast. You can find me on pretty much all the, the podcast uh, platforms uh, just out here, you know, the term toxic masculinity is out there. And um, I kind of just decided like, Hey, I want to take an opportunity that I have um, now with a lot of time off because of the quarantine and, um, you know, just talk to some influential people who have, you know, some positive light to shine on what it means to be a man in the modern world. And, uh, you know, try to try to push aside and, and, or not push aside, but address those issues that have led to the term toxic masculinity and, you know, try to make us men better um, through learning about it through education and through, you know, trying to get better. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Manly matters. Look me up on Instagram and Facebook at manly matters media
1: yeah awesome that sounds like something i could be interested in talking about if you ever want to have me on um yeah for sure because that's that's something that i think is a very interesting topic and i'm pretty lip cucky, so mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm coming from a different direction than other people um about that but i'd be interested to talk about that for sure yeah man, let's do it awesome all right thanks for coming on man so much
0: yeah hey thanks for having me brother that's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Bar. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.